1: Remember, Broncos
0: Country is not a geographic location, it's a state of being. We'll
1: be Bro, first things first though, they haven't heard from us since Monday night. All right, you know, you follow us on Twitter, you've heard some of our takes, or whatever. But what was your gut reaction to the Denver Broncos hiring Sean Payton?
2: Uh first of all, I am sick as a dog, so if I look like crap and I sound like crap, please forgive me. I'm trying to power through because it's a landmark episode. The Broncos got their big ticket head coach. Um, I'm not totally surprised because we knew that Greg Penner, Rob Walton, Condoleezza Rice were going to go for the gusto. They had to. You can't sell the fan base after the hack disaster on a, on a coach like David Shaw, Raheem Morris, Jim Caldwell. They had to land Sean Payton, and they did. And what I like about it is I, I, the draft pick compensation aside, getting back a third-round pick in addition to Sean Payton was a finesse move, but not paying Sean $25 million a year. Uh, reportedly he'll make between – I wrote the article today for the website. He'll make yep. between 17 and $20 million, and he won't even be, uh, by that measure, the highest-paid coach in the NFL. Bill Belichick holds that title at $20 million. So it was a good deal for the Broncos, and I feel like for anyone that doubted George Payton or wanted him fired, this deal would not have happened without George Payton because they essentially traded Bradley Chubb for Sean Payton. So now we have the Payton-Payton connection in Denver.
1: When Scott, you know, because I was so reticent, I'm not going to lie, and you guys know at first when we started talking about the prospect of giving up first-round pick uh, as part of the package to get Sean Payton, I was like, "Eh, a little bit on the fence. And the way you just described it is the way uh, Scott eventually was like, no, dude, basically look like this. Look at it like this. Would you give up Bradley Chubb and Nick Benito for Sean Payton to be your head coach? And it's like, without a thought, I would do that. So – Anyway, I'm digressing a little bit, but I was I was stoked. As you guys know, and Zach, you know, my 1A was Jim Harbaugh. My 1B, and it was by a thread separating these guys. Honestly, I mean, to be perfectly blunt, I was going to be stoked regardless, as long as it was one of those two guys. I didn't want it to end up being D'Amico Ryans because he just feels like the new school version of Vance Joseph, and who knows, maybe he'll go on to have a Great career as the head coach of the Texans, turn them around. But it was just a little too familiar to me in terms of like, I've seen this movie before Sean Payton though. I mean, man, imagine getting a Mike Shanahan in his prime like that. He's still in his prime. This dude is going to do some great things for the Denver Broncos. Plus
2: I, I was going to make this point And then Jeff noise uh, came through by highlighting this. Uh, and th- is the fact that they didn't give up a top five pick. You know, I I would still be on board because Sean Payton is that good of a coach and he is the culture setter that the Broncos have long lacked. They gave away the 29th overall pick and a second round pick and got back Payton and a third. So again, a landmark, you know, moment for the Broncos franchise. And I, I know we've said it a lot since Gary Kubiak retired after Vance, after Vic, after Hackett, but this is the turning point. This is where the Broncos return to respectability, return back to competency. And if Sean Payton Peyton can't fix Russell Wilson. Nobody can. So I'm excited about that pairing.
1: Shout out to Dylan helping us out in the chat. We're solo tonight. Not solo. That doesn't make sense because there's two of us. We don't have Mr. Producer himself, Scott Kennedy, who is traveling home as we speak uh, from the senior bowl. So we're, we're winging it. Dylan's helping us on the YouTube side. Listen to what he's saying here, guys. We've got over almost 400 in the room live across different platforms. Take a second, like this video. It's a small thing you can do to help us out in a big, big, bad way. Sam Bam, you want to talk about helping us out? This man is a legend. Love you, big dog. Thank you. He says, evening, guys. I am still beyond pumped and really relieved that we got Sean Payton to be our head coach. He was the number one head coach candidate out there, and I fully believe he will fix the Broncos, not just Russ, and get this team back to winning ways. Go Broncos. Zach, one of our, Parting messages to Broncos fans Monday night, our last stream of this week uh, before tonight, obviously was that, Hey, stop being mopey. Stop being too, you know, agonizing over everything and panning the Walton Penner group until you know how it shakes out. Let's see who actually gets hired. And then whatever your takes are, let them fly, you know, let it, let it fly, but don't go crucifying them. Before you know how this is all going to pan out, and there are people out there, Zach, including some that work here at MHH, who want to critique the uh, entire process, claiming that the that the Malton Penners made mistake here, made mistake there, whatever. It doesn't matter. They landed Sean Payton. They landed Sean Payton. If I were to tell you in November last year, all right, just a few months ago. The, the depths of the depredations under Nathaniel Hackett, let not your hearts be troubled because by the uh, end of January, Sean Payton's going to be your head coach. You would have crapped a brick. Rejoice.
2: I, I would have crapped too because if I told you a year ago that a year later the Broncos head coach would be Payton and their quarterback would be Russell Wilson, I would think you're freaking insane. But that's where the Broncos find themselves now um, in terms of, you know, the condemnation of Greg Penner and the ownership group in the process, there was way too much smoke for there not to be fire. And uh, the inactivity, not scheduling any second interviews, I always kind of had a feeling they were going to land one of Harbaugh or Peyton. But you have some on Twitter today that are um, chastising Greg Penner and Condoleezza Rice be- because they're participating in the Pebble Beach Grand Am golf tournament. Some people, some fans will never be happy. We kind of have to overlook them, Chad, and like you said, rejoice in the fact that Sean freaking Payton is the Broncos head coach. This is not VJ. This is not a first-timer like Hackett, someone so green and such a rookie. This is an established 59-year-old former Super Bowl winner who's crafted, I think, six times during his 15 years in New Orleans. They had the number one offense by total yards, total offense. That's a good sign, I think, for the Broncos.
1: Oh. What do we care when the press conference is. Zach, we haven't even actually gotten the press release yet that the trade is consummated and that the deal with Sean Payton is done, but it is. All right. I don't say that to get you worried or anything. It's he's a, he's the head coach in Denver. My point is who cares? Let him go golf. They're going to do the press conference, introducing him to Broncos country when they do it. I don't, it doesn't dead. matter. Um, shifting gears just for a second here. Gary Blah Blah jumping in with a question, a super chat up in Canada. Thank you, big dog. Proving Broncos country, not a geographic location. It's a state of being, baby. He says, would you trade Cortland Sutton, Zach, or Tim Patrick for draft picks? Well, I don't know how much value Tim Patrick has
2: coming off that knee injury. And I feel like if he's going to go for a fourth or fifth, I'd rather just have Tim Patrick on the roster. Holy crap, Deanna. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just stop talking. Let me make my point really quickly. No, I would not trade Tim Patrick. No, I would not trade Cortland Sutton. I feel like Sutton could be the Michael Thomas, big slot receiver in Denver under Sean Payton. But
1: let's uh, segue to Deanna, shall we? We shall. And Gary, we'll we'll maybe circle back to that here in just a minute. But this is one of the top rope <laughs> you, super chats of all time. Deanna now joins a very rarefied elite group of MHH, Mount Rushmore, Super Chat, Superstars in the 500 Club. And I say that, and it, I, I don't want to make it sound passe in any way, shape, or form, because it's mind-blowing. Like, Zach and I, our jaws hit the floor. We love you. We thank you. you. Hopefully you understand, at least in part, how much that helps us keep things rolling, keeping the lights on, continuing to do new things and expand what we do here. So, Deanna, seriously, love you. I I If I continue saying anything more about this, I don't I worry that it would be interpreted as glib. Right. Just know, we love you. We appreciate you.
2: That's the problem that Chad and I often have when we talk about off camera. We don't want to come off disingenuous at all. Um, there's just how could you really express the the gratitude that we have for something so generous as uh what you're offering us, Deanna? Thank you so, so much. And like Chad said, it's rarefied air. I mean, I feel like crap today, but your generosity
1: makes me feel so much better. Thank you, Deanna. Hats off to Lady D. Love you. Appreciate you so much, my friend. She says, super happy and excited. Apparently, yes, she is with the hiring of Sean Payton. You guys are awesome. Love Broncos country. MHH for life. Seriously, Deanna, thank you. So generous. That's going to help us a lot for the next month, keeping those lights on. Seriously. So thank you very much. And we we are excited about this. I think good things are in the future for your Denver Broncos Um, But you know what, Zach? I want to circle back to that point, though, of trading wide receivers. I agree with you that, look, here's the problem. We thought last year was kind of boring, breaking down the draft. Not boring, but, you know, we kind of run out of steam when you don't pick until the last selection in the second round, right, last year. Now imagine that not until the third round you don't get to make your first pick. I wouldn't be surprised, Zach, the wide receiver position, it didn't seem like it last year because this team was managed by mega incompetence. And we've more and more things have begun to leak out. Colin Cowherd talked a little bit about this today, just the how bad it was, like the zoo, the circus, whatever you want to call it, under Nathaniel Hackett. But under that blanket of incompetence, it didn't appear wide receiver was per se a huge team strength. But when you're getting Tim Patrick back, Zach in 2023. It takes – and you're getting Sean Payton in. You're expecting at least a modest – I'm hedging a little – improvement at the quarterback position from Russell Wilson vis-a-vis the head coaching upgrade. You need to stockpile – you need to re-bolster your positioning in the draft. To me, Cortland Sutton makes sense. Go trade Cortland Sutton because, look, started out as your alpha number one wide receiver this past season. By the season's end, he had been completely deposed by Jerry Judy. He just never seemed. Did Sutton Zach to jive with, with Russ? He hasn't seemed to be the same player since his ACL tear. If the Broncos could get a, uh, probably t- this is too rich, but if they could get a second round pick, a third, even a third round pick, for Cortland Sutton, knowing Zach that Jerry Judy's your number one, Timmy P is going to be back to be your ex receiver, and then you know we'll see what happens with KJ and we'll, the way the 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 rest of the board might shift. I would be totally down for that.
2: I mean, first of all, I feel like if you give up a first and a second and you pay him 17 to $20 there better be more than a modest improvement out of Russell Wilson. I mean, Russ improved with Justin Outen, and Justin Outen can't hold a candle to Sean Payton's coaching. I don't know. I'm torn because I want as much weaponry around Russ as possible, and I feel like if you trade Cortland for the sake of trading him, you're taking away that weaponry. On the other hand, they don't have much capital left to work with, so they're going to trade some players off. I just don't know if one of those players is going to be a wide receiver.
1: It wouldn't surprise me to see Draymond Jones like a tag and trade because they have to restock the draft somehow, especially this season because, I mean, look, this is one of the reasons why the Nathaniel Hackett re- regime was just so botched. And this is why I'm not going to shed any tears, honestly, guys. If Sean Payton doesn't make nice with a Euro Evero and they cut him loose and let him go, I'm not going to shed any tears because the fewer people you have from that I know Azura was like the only incompetent coordinator that was hired, coach, top coach, but still, get that bad juju out the building. It was that bad last season, and it it kind of covered the fact that the Denver Broncos are actually a very talented roster. There's a lot of talent on this roster. Now, unfortunately, a good half of that talent was on injured reserve for most of the season, but all these guys you're getting back, Believe it or not, it might sound crazy considering the final record this team posted last year. But the Broncos, Zach, I think, can afford to move one of those next tier down—not the elite PS2s, the Justin Simmons, the even Russell Wilsons—not not that anyone really be up for that right now. But that next level of guys restock the the draft war chest. Taylor says, and thank you, bro, for the super. He says Sean Payton was the guy from the beginning. MHH for life, Denver Broncos. Love you, big dog.
2: I just – I don't know what assets the Broncos have that
1: you can trade. Maybe a tag-and-trade involving
2: Draymond Jones. I, I just don't see – you know, I'm not trading away uh, PS2. He's a foundational player. No. I would balk at trading away Simmons because he is a an elite safety. I don't want to rip away – you know, I don't want to pay – Take from Peter to pay Paul. I think that's how it goes. So it's a tough position, but I do think if they do have, like you said, a second-tier tradable asset, they're going to try to recoup some of that value or maybe move down in the draft. That's what George Payton loves to do and stockpile capital that way, but we shall see as the uh, the weeks roll along.
1: I'm not sure any of the guys in that next tier – I mean, not that I'm not sure, – I'm sure none of those guys in the next tier are going to return you a first-round pick. I think probably the only guys you could get that kind of a conversation started with would be Simmons and uh, PS2, your two All-Pros this year. But you could get into the – look, if you don't have a first, trade off one or two of these guys and stockpile as many threes and fours as you can possibly get. Big Earn in the house, what's up, bro? Good to see you. Uh, Greg Smith in the house, great to see you as well. And look. KB, 82, Kenneth Booker, a legendary figure in the house. Jonathan Peterson. <laughs> no, I don't
2: smell like crap. appreciate you Diamond. <laughs> I
1: don't know. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure. That was from 620, so that's that's been a few minutes ago. But uh, Diamond Rattler in the house as well. Jonathan Peterson also. It's great to see you guys. Uh, who else is it great to see? Juero, dude. What's up, brother? He says, I hope the Texans' four first-round picks over the next two years are a bust. Ryan, uh, D'Amico Ryan's is fired in season two. Broncos hire him for a day and then fire him is dumb comment. Yeah, so thanks for reminding us of this. Um, It wasn't like super aggro, Zach, what he said. But when he was asked about the, uh, about, you know, the Broncos job and because he, of course, hires with the Texans, D'Amico Ryan's on the Denver Broncos interest in him, quote, We're thankful for the Broncos. It wasn't a difficult decision to come to H-Town. It was very easy. So it's a passive-aggressive shot. Now, at the same time, what do you expect him to say? He wants to ingratiate himself to the new fan base, but a more more Zach politically aware, this is why, in fact, it was a passive-aggressive shot. He knew what he was doing. He's a very smart man. A more politically aware comment would have been, hey, I was very grateful for the interest of such a decorated franchise like the Denver Broncos, but I just felt like Houston was the best spot for me. That's not what he said. He didn't. He he came off a little acerbic, Zach. Like something along the way, you know, m- ruffled his feathers a little bit.
2: Well, maybe the Broncos promised him that he's the number one candidate and they went behind his back and hired Sean Payton. I-, I didn't read into it too much like an insult, I think, like you did or other you know other people did on Twitter. I-, I think he was being honest. He paid respect to the Broncos, but he said it's an easy decision to come back to Houston where he started his career and his wife has family in the area. I mean, it was a perfect fit for him, and I, m- I wished Miko well. I'm happy the Broncos have Sean Payton. Simple as that.
1: It just – I don't know. I think if he – really meant what he said i think he would have actually said it differently um i think he would have been a little bit more aware of what he was saying by the way michael ronquillo throwing down saying i watched your bridge the gap video for my creation thank you brother seriously guys i've been so stoked you've seen me tweeting it out if you connect with if you're connected with me on facebook you've seen me sharing all kinds of bridge the gap stuff the last week and then i've even shared it a couple of times on the youtube community tab and so many of you have hit the link, gone and watched the music video for my band, liked it, commented, you've shared it out there, and it means the world. In that that realm of melodic, fast, kind of skate punk, for a video before its first week is even in the books to already be over 2,000 views is actually very, very good. So thank you, guys. Michael, you've been right at the forefront. Phil McLaughlin as well. Thank you, brother. He says, uh, also, congrats on 15 years. Yeah, it is my anniversary. That's how much I love you guys, okay? My wife, I could be chilling with my wife out to dinner, eating a steak, some lobster, whatever, you know, you celebrate, Uh, but I'm here with you guys because I love you. And my bro, Zach.
2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America
1: NA, member FDIC. Oh, you're muted, big dog. Am I really?
2: I said happy anniversary. I definitely appreciate you uh, hopping on tonight.
1: We'll make it worse. Of course. It usually, I mean, it takes uh, something usually kid-related for me to miss, like Crucial Game, uh, birthday party, or I'm under the weather. But even then, I'm I try to fight through it for the most part. Except for when I had the the bug that shall not be named. I think I missed a little time with that. That that laid me low for about three days. That's that's no joke. Um, okay, I think
2: you're being humble because you could be eating steak or lobster right now, and here you are with me. So.
1: <laughs> and then miss out in this conversation, miss out on Deanna and Wero and Sam Bam and everyone throwing down tonight. So heck no, heck no. My wife, listen. She's along for the ride. She loves y'all just as much as we do, to be honest with you. So she's totally down. Don't even trip. Wero. appreciate you. Number two tonight. He says, also, I hope the Seahawks draft a bust. Pete, Carroll's retires, uh, Pete Carroll retires, and the Seahawks' current fans' children's children's children don't see another Super Bowl. Hashtag petty. Also, Zach, Wero's saying, keep a zero Evero. My head says, keep a Giro Evero I'm right alongside you my heart, the superstitious individual inside is going, do the Broncos really want that bad juju? I mean, he did good, but his defense kind of faltered down the stretch. Well, but it's because all the injuries and all that stuff. But still, I don't think I'd I'd shed too many tears, Zach, especially when you have, uh, what's his name, Chris uh, Richard? Is it Richard? I forget how you pronounce that. Yeah, coach, Richard. Name. Richard especially when you've got him waiting in the wings. He was this just fired by the Saints, okay, for whatever reason, Dennis Allen cut him loose. But, Zach, you know this from covering him in Dallas. He was one of the most coveted young-ish uh, defensive minds coming up, former coordinator of the Seahawks. If you lose a Giro Evero, you're going to have probably a couple of good options to bring in and keep this defense humming.
2: Well, first of all, when uh, it was reported that Vic Fangio could come back to the Broncos and th- the choice was Fangio or Evero, to me, was a no-brainer. Give me Evero, who kept Fangio's scheme in place and bettered it you know, and, and made it even more impactful. I know the defense faded down the stretch, but I think injuries and the offense's ineptitude uh, contributed a lot to that. I really was impressed by a first-time coordinator. I mean, look at Hackett, what he did as- in his first year as a head coach, compared to how professional and competent Evero's side of the ball looked. But if it's a matter of because there's the rumor Everett wants to go to Minnesota to reunite with Kevin O'Connell, he needs – if that's the case and he wants to get out because he's still salty over the um, Nathaniel Hackett firing, he needs to get over that. I, I mean, it, it's a business he knew was going to happen. I know they're friends and all, but uh, Hackett already has a job in New York. And if Everett is offered a raise and his title to remain in Denver, I think he should take
1: that offer. See, and and that's something that actually – Clicked for me today, reading Nick Kendall's article that was reporting how Sean Payton reached out last night to talk with Azuro evero and they were gonna talk again today. Um, how he brought up like, hey, you can try and like close him down, you know, and persuade him to want to be excited to still be a Broncos defensive coordinator. But if he doesn't want to be, or if he feels like I want out, you're holding me back. He hold, he's holding a grudge against front office or ownership because of how things shook out with that. Do you really want him around? You want people here as talented and as impressive as he is who want to be here, who want to work toward building something. And I think he would be remiss. In fact, I'll be honest with you. I think he would have to be near moronical, Zach, to rebuff an offer from Sean Payton to stick around. A year ago, this dude was chasing down coffee, basically, all right, I know he was a secondary coach and all that stuff, passing game, defensive, whatever, for the Rams. But one year in Denver, all of a sudden he's interviewing for every vacancy in the league for head coach. If you are still feeling the pull and your name is zero Ebro to leave Denver, even though none of those teams hired you, get fine, dude, hit the bricks. Stick around. If you want to be here and Sean Payton wants you here, that's then I'd be totally cool with it. But like, if there's any of that you know holding a grudge, silent treatment, passive aggressive, weird stuff, you don't want that energy on something Sean Payton's trying to build right now and I think he'll be able to Zach sniff that out in whatever conversations that have taken place with Azero Evero. Uh,
2: you're absolutely right. I feel like Evero is kind of biting the hand that's fed him. He went from like you said a, I didn't know who he was when the Broncos hired him and he went from a no name to getting all these head coaching interviews and I think I still think he's up for the job in Indianapolis and Arizona as well. So I would want him to stay but only because also he's a great defensive coordinator and if he leaves next year the Broncos would get two third round uh comp choices in return. But if you're looking to promote in-house, I think Chris Richards a little mid in my opinion. I think his uh his name always carried more weight than his ability. Would you consider promoting um Christian Parker to defensive coordinator
1: or is he too uh green? Dude, he's got a he's got some serious cachet. I mean, he's got a great reputation. In fact, he's kind of Chris Richard from like three or four seasons ago in terms of his profile, like kind of buzzing about him. Love what production he got this past season, not only out of PS2, um, but Damari Mathis really turning corners as a rookie in a very difficult position. Um, I would not say no to considering that. I don't know exactly what kind of acumen he brings to the table as far as scheme. And, you know, obviously we know at least in the league he's never called plays, but I would – bring him in and talk to him if it's if it's an, ends up being a vacancy yeah talk to him Charlie thank you for the stars on Facebook my brother really appreciate it we'll keep an eye out for any specific comments or questions that you might have uh, rock chalk in the house what's up big dog says uh, the Broncos got Sean Payton and didn't have to give up a King's ransom to do it I'm very happy with how fair the trade shook out I'm optimistic for things going forward go Broncos never Bronx for life MHS for life see and this was something when I initially floated this at the very end of December, Zach and beginning of January, kind of doorstep of black Monday that, you know what I, everyone's like, Nah, going to be two first rounders, two twos. You want to get Sean Payton, you're going to have to play some big ball. I mean, go back and look at the uh, Chucky trade from 2002 between the bucks and the Raiders. Go back and look at the Belichick trade. I'm like, there's just something telling me like, if this is where he wants to go or wherever it is, the saints are going to find a way to make lemonade out of that. And, and kind of do right by their boy. They could have tried further, Zach, to bend the Broncos over a barrel and, yeah. and played hardball and said, no, give us your one this year, your one next year, and right. two twos or whatever. Um, but they didn't because I think in part Mickey Loomis and that ownership group, hey, they're grateful for the impact Sean Payton made on that organization, and they're, they're trying to do him somewhat of a solid without completely you know, cutting off their nose despite their face.
2: I also think King's ransom is subjective. A lot of people thought the Broncos gave up a King's ransom for Russell Wilson. Others didn't. But you're right. They could have held to the uh, the Belichick model or the, or the Parcells model where it's multiple first-round picks, uh, but they didn't. And they got what they got. They got the most that they got. And the Broncos also recouped a draft pick in return. So I think it was a very fair deal for both sides. But when you're landing a coach um, of Peyton's caliber, it's hard to say Denver did not win this trade.
1: Agreed. Mike, throwing down. Yes, dude, you've been on fire on the star side of things, and it really feels like you're cruising toward a jersey. By uh, by my estimation, okay. I know there've been a lot of people chipping in on Facebook, and we felt bad because I'd be curious to know how you're how you've kept track of that. Like, are you seeing that somewhere on Facebook? Because we no longer are able to track that on the back end cumulatively, which has made it difficult for us to do our giveaways and track things for. Uh, the contest for the jerseys and stuff. So, I have a feeling that uh, when Scott gets back, we'll we'll do this on Sunday night. You might there might be an announcement coming your way, dude, about a little something something. Appreciate you, big dog. Um, okay, really quick here, Zach. Let me jump in and see if we're missing anybody. Key topics, key comments, questions. Yes, GLP, the swashbuckler himself. Zach and I got to hang out with Gary in Denver just a few months ago. And let me tell you something. This man goes hard, okay? This man goes hard. Love you, big dog. He says, hey, hello, Broncos country. Do you think Sean will keep a Giro? I think Sean Payton, Zach, for what it's worth, is inclined, of course, look at the job that he did, inclined to want to keep a zero Evero around. I think what he's trying to figure out is, you know, first of all, Evero's ambitious. His name is in the hat uh, for a couple vacancies, whatever. How much do you really want to be here, Azure Evero? Because we're fixing to build something starting now. I think he's trying to get a temperature on that, a a legit, genuine vibe feel for how much Azure Evero actually might want to be around for that.
2: Yeah, you nailed it. I I think Sean Payton will do what he can to convince Everett to stay, uh, maybe even sweeten his contract a little bit. We would all know the Broncos have money to blow, but you can't make him stay in Denver, and I wouldn't want a malcontent to hang around the Broncos' locker room. Again, if it comes down to the Hackett thing, Everett either needs to get over it or get out, though my preference would be to keep him because he did a really good job with the talent level and also after the injuries last season.
1: Yeah, I mean, the dude, the only thing that really gives me cause to for pause with the Giro is the fact that he held a grudge. He re, re, dude, you want to really make your uh, head coaching uh, resume shine all the more you take that, you take that interim offer and you certainly don't um, bite the hand that feeds, so to speak. Right. When the, when the Broncos are saying, Hey, you've done a good job. We now have need for an interim. We want it to be you. You say, no. I mean, that, that's actually quite unique i think zach in the league and especially for a young coach that was being given some really um hand up let's just say opportunities and he said no so i just as long as he wants to be here i'm i'm all about it i'm all about as you mark ward brother appreciate you he says sorry i missed the beginning of the show been waiting all week to hear the priest take on our new coach my birthday is tomorrow Happy birthday mark Yes, happy birthday, big dog. And the Broncos gave me a great present with a great coach hiring. Look, the bottom line is Broncos fans should be over the moon about Sean Payton. The Russell Wilson trade, that investment that seemed to go awry out of the gates and into the red, Sean Payton is going to put that transaction back in the black. In fact, what Drew Brees said today, I'll paraphrase him, that um, Payton's going to be so good for Russell Wilson and all that stuff like that's where it starts is figuring out the quarterback position. You, you invested in what seemed Zach a very solid bet in Russell Wilson, only to see a nearly unprecedented regression from a nine time pro bowler in only his 11th season. How do you fix that? And we saw down the stretch in those final couple of games Zach, that he was not irredeemable. This is a guy that if you give him a stable foundation on the coaching level, he can do exactly what you traded to acquire him to do. And then you bring in a guy like Sean Payton that can then say, okay, yeah, competency as a base level, check, all right, adult back in the house, but now let me open these additional doors and these additional levels, the boot actions. I mean, Zach, you think about the quarterback that Russell Wilson is, right? He he wanted to fool himself into thinking he could be a Drew Brees, that he could be a straight win from the quarterback guy. That's not really his bag, we've now learned – In hindsight, through one full season as a Bronco, you think back to some of those schemes that Sean Payton ran, not just with Drew Brees, which obviously they're going to use a lot of that stuff that worked and that could also work for a more diminutive Russell Wilson, too. But, Zach, you think about the Taysom Hill stuff, the moving pockets, the different like running type stuff for a mobile quarterback that Sean Payton has probably been for the last few weeks chomping at the bit. I mean, the possibilities are endless.
2: Well, here's the reality of the situation. Russell Wilson will probably never be a top five quarterback again. I think those years are well behind them. The good thing is the Broncos don't need Russell Wilson to be a top five quarterback in order to succeed in order for the team to be a playoff contender or better. They need a stable, reliable, I don't want to say game manager, but a top 12 to 15 quarterback. Could you imagine what the Broncos would look like with that production paired with a a solid running game, an improved offensive line and the defensive foundation they already have in place. That's all you need from Russ. And I feel like, again, They hired the best man for the job. If you want to quote-unquote fix Russell Wilson, salvage Russell Wilson, whatever word you want to use, there is no coach that was available that was better for that task than Sean Payton. And if he can't do it, the next quarterback will succeed under Payton.
1: And that's the other thing, and I don't say this to throw any cold water, Zach, on the prospect of Payton doing just that, turning the ship around with Russ and the Broncos, but let's just say it doesn't happen in year one, just for the sake of argument, okay? The Broncos could start over next year with the quarterback Sean Payton would want if things don't work out with Russ. After 2023, it still would be painful, All right. It would still wouldn't be without, I guess, put it this way. The Broncos would not be completely unscathed to move on from Russ after this year, but you could do that. And Sean Payton is here for the long haul. So that totally changes the entire uh, perspective on things. This isn't, let's hope it works with a young first-time 40-something-year-old head coach, no, this is Sean Payton here for the long haul. Uero, tune in next pod when Chad's in the doghouse <laughs> for spending his Annie with Bronco's country instead of his wife. Better have something else planned. No, I'm serious. Look, she she's here for this, honestly. Like, she's 100% uh, behind it. And a lot of you know how it goes. Like, when you're married, you have kids, you got the rhythms of your life, your job, your demands, this and that. Hey, sometimes a birthday or an anniversary or something, it pops up on a Wednesday or a Tuesday, and you got things cooking. So what do you do? You end up celebrating on a Friday night when you get a sitter for the kids or Saturday or whatever. So don't don't worry about uh, Chad being in the doghouse and don't worry about uh, Mama Jensen. She, she's going to be just fine. Trust. Uh, and Geiger down under, throwing down. Peter, what's up, dude? Where have you been? We missed Thank you. Peter. Thank you. Very generous super chat from Australia. He said, good morning, Priest, from down under. Super happy about the hiring of Peyton. Finally, we have a proven coach. We need to worry about draft capital. Teams find uh, ways to get more, and picking in the late rounds, we have found gems before. We can do it again. True, I mean Derek Wolfe was the Denver Broncos' first draft pick in 2012, and he was an early second-round pick. So, uh, but that's just like you know, late talking about round one. Uh, you get into the threes. I mean Justin Simmons, Zach, former third-round pick. Um, shoot Danny Trevathan sixth round pick Malik Jackson fifth round pick yes you can uh I mean what was it? Julius Thomas fifth round pick Virgil Green seventh round pick I mean Matt Paradis sixth round pick some of the most pivotal players of the last we'll say 10 12 years in in Bronco Canon came after rounds one and two yeah I mean
2: I feel like if you have a, a really talented scout in your front office and the Broncos do in George Payton, you can find a starter or a very capable player in any round. It doesn't have to be a first rounder. I mean, look at the second round bust that the Broncos have had in Alaska. Look at the first round bust they've had. Look at the third round bust in their cornerback. It's not really you know commensurate to the, the round you're picking a player in terms of who you're getting, uh, what you're getting with that player. But I do feel like, like, they, like Peyton did in last year's draft, they moved down. I think it was the third round. They traded with Indy, and they picked up a third-rounder for this year. So I feel like Peyton is going to be Trader George uh, this year in Kansas City.
1: We've got the Duchess in the house tonight as well with a very generous super chat, as she is wont to do. Legendary figure, mythical figure. The lore on the Duchess, obviously, is extensive. Love you, Michaela. She says, Hi, fellas. Any chance we retain everyone? I think, yeah, there's a good chance. There's a good chance, but I think it's very dependent on whatever vibe Sean Payton gets from him. Like, if, if he says, if he gets the vibes act that goes something like this Look, I can let bygones be bygones. I realize, though, how much I'm in demand around the league. I'd be totally down to stick around and help build what's, what, what you're fixing to build here. Give me a little sweetener, and I'm good to go. If that's kind of the takeaway for Sean Payton, I think they find a way to keep a Evero. ever If it's anything less than that, Payton might say, you know what, there are other guys out there. Adios. Yeah, I
2: wouldn't want to force a guy to have to stay with the Broncos. So first of all, thank you so much, Michaela. You're as generous as always, and the is for a reason. Um, realistically, we can't answer this question until the process plays out, and what I mean by that is there's two teams with head coaching Uh, Positions up in the air still, and Evero interviewed for both, so so I feel like Evero. I don't blame him; he's waiting to see how that shakes out before he commits one way or the other. So we should have some clarity, hopefully by Sunday's podcast.
1: I know Michaela was stoked, as everyone, as I was, as everyone else was, by the hire of uh, Sean Payton. So, Adam Kern, what's up, bro? Thanks for the super chat. He says, y'all think we are getting an intro press conference tomorrow, or will they wait until the full staff is in place? No, I don't think they'll wait till necessarily. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think they'll necessarily wait till the full staff is in place. Um, I'm trying to think back now, Zach. January 25th was the initial hire date of Nathaniel Hackett. Now that I think about it, maybe they did have coordinator's hired by then. I'm trying to remember, but I don't think it's necessarily um, the status quo as far as, you know, you're expected to not hold your first press conference as a new head coach in a new NFL city until you have staffed every job on your coaching staff. I think it'll happen Monday. Exactly. I was going to say Monday, probably. So we still haven't even gotten the press release, by the way. So, but that's not to say it's not happening. Sean Payton's your new head coach.
2: Yeah, and uh, as Mark Ward chimes in here, thank you so much, Mark, for the super chat. He says, I heard Dave Logan say Sean is already in the building in Denver and that his intro press conference is going to be held on Monday due to prior obligations from someone in ownership. I guess those prior obligations would be the golf tournament that Greg Penner and Condoleezza Rice are participating in. It's really hard to coordinate uh, everything for an intro press conference. You you want you know Demani Leach there. You want Rob Walton there. You want the front office. You know George Payton. There's also the Senior Bowl going on right now. There's a lot of moving parts to coordinate. But the reason I think for the holdup, besides from the obligations, last I checked, his contract isn't done. It's a formality and it's a technicality at this point. But they're still crossing the crossing the t's and dotting the i's on yeah. his deal. And we'll, once that is official, then we'll have the presser. So I'm going to say Monday.
1: Mark, thank you, brother. Appreciate the support. Uh, Eric Weber on Facebook, throwing down some stars as well. Thank you, bro. He says, Evening Priest, and this is good, actually. I don't know if you noticed this, Zach, but the last few streams, something about StreamYard, it wasn't differentiating when we would flash the comment on the screen. We could see in our chat on our side that it was either a Facebook, a YouTube, or a Twitch, or whatever it was on that, but when we'd flash it on the screen, you couldn't tell where it came from, but as you can see, you got the little F there, signifying this came from Facebook, so that's good to see. Eric, appreciate you, bro. Uh, he says I called the Peyton hire the other night, but my comment and stars didn't make the show. Still pumped. We landed the best coach, quarterback whisperer out there. Keep Evero for continuity. He's not too butt hurt. Otherwise, trust whoever uh, Peyton brings on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know what show you that you got missed on, bro. But I'm sorry. It happens every once in a while. You know, we try to get to everybody, but yes. I mean, as far as coaches available to the Broncos that haven't been retired for 10 years or whatever, yes, absolutely. Sean Payton was the best guy for quarterback whispering expertise. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. The skins he has on the wall. I mean, Zach, we can talk about how Drew Brees, when Payton recruited him to New Orleans, Drew Brees, the NFL book on him was, you're done what we're hearing out of San Diego with that shoulder is you could still sustain a career, but you're not going back to any kind of a pro bowl level. He did have a pro bowl in San Diego. We know what happened then, right? We know how he changed the Peyton changed the course of drew break, uh, drew Brees entire career, but that's not where it stops for Sean Payton and quarterback whispering Teddy Bridgewater, five and O's a starter that one season for uh, Peyton. Look what he did with Taysom Hill. Look what he did with uh, Jameis Winston. I mean, What more needs said? This dude is perfect for what the Broncos need right now, especially when it comes to rebuilding Russell Wilson.
2: I mean, everyone talks about how lackluster Peyton's last year in New Orleans was. And by Peyton's lofty standards, it was, but they still finished nine and eight. You know, their quarterbacks were that year. Trevor Simeon, Mr. Skittles jacket himself, and also uh, Jameis Winston, as Chad just mentioned, and yet still coax nine wins out of that team. When's the last time the Broncos had nine wins? That would be 2016 under Gary Kubiak. In terms of Everett, again, we all want him to stick around, but if he doesn't want to be here or if he takes an opportunity elsewhere, the Broncos have to move on. And in that case, I think Chris Richard would become the uh, favorite to take over.
1: Mike Reno, I did see your DM on Facebook earlier, so I'm glad you ended up getting this in the chat because I was going to try and remember to look for it, but sometimes I, it's hard to remember those things when there's so much happening, so I'm glad you just got it in the actual chat. He says, Zach, do you think we keep Brett ripping or move on to a better backup quarterback? What are your thoughts?
2: You have to get a better backup in the building. I don't care if Russ is rejuvenated under Sean Payton. You have to have a higher floor in that quarterback room. Brett Rippon ain't it. You know, the the Josh Johnson types aren't it. You need – I would prefer to draft a quarterback or sign a UDFA and let Sean Payton develop that QB, but you've got to go in the season with a better fail-safe than someone like Brett Rippon.
1: Sebastian Walker throwing down a super chat. Appreciate you, brother. He says, hey, Chad and Zach, you guys are awesome. Thank you. You're awesome, bro. Uh, now we got our head coach in Sean Payton. Let's fix Russell Wilson and our offensive line. At MHH, go Broncos! Yes. Let's not forget, guys. There's the, the impact that Sean Payton will also have. You know, talking about things, uh, the rising tide ship raises all ships, etc. You can go back. I think it was Brendan Gross had a very good article on this yesterday. Might have been the day before. I think it was yesterday on. Sean Payton's offensive lines historically. Go read that article. It's up at milehuddle.com. The uh, Cliff Notes takeaway is this. You need a rebuild, reboot of the O-line, obviously, to get the most out of Russ. From a head coach perspective, another box check, like best possible option to get that done. Him and Jim Harbaugh. But even reading that article from Brennan Gross, Zach, I didn't realize how high the Saints' O line as a collective ranked all those most of those years in New Orleans. Like, I always knew they did a good job of protecting Breeze. And then when it, you think back, you think to, of some of those prolific rushers that he had there. So it makes sense. But like, seeing the rankings and and just how good those Saints O lines were for not just one year, not just two years, like the vast majority of the time he was in New Orleans, we're talking top five graded unit. This is very good news for the Broncos. And I'll
2: repeat this again, Sebastian. Thank you so much for your super chat. Fixing Russell Wilson starts with fixing the components around Russell Wilson. That would start with the offensive line. To me, you got to prioritize that as best you can in free agency and the draft and also the running game. You get those two things working. Russell Wilson will look like a quarterback reborn under
1: Peyton. I promise you that. GLP, love you, big dog. Appreciate you. Super chat number two. Uh, Generation X, Broncos country. What's up, bro? Thank you. For the super. He says, I would like to have Brian Flores as the defensive coordinator. I would I know John Elway's involvement now. Zach is nil and Joe Ellis relinquished whatever fingerprints he still had on this thing, but Brian Flores dragged the Denver Broncos through the mud from a PR perspective and also in court. I would be absolutely stunned if he even got a sniff for that for that reason, like, I don't know, I guess you could maybe convince me that, well, those two guys are gone that he specifically named or were specifically in charge at that time. But nah, miss me on Brian Flores.
2: I always thought it was kind of weird that he would you know, blast the NFL and decry injustice and then immediately take a job on the Pittsburgh Steelers staff. So, yeah, I'm with you. I don't know um, how realistic it is, though. Getting him as a DC uh, would be – he's not a head coach. He's really bad at that. He's like Vic Fangio, too gruff, too inflexible, but as a defensive mind, he's pretty good, but I don't see that happening.
1: Ryan wants to know, does Peyton Can, strength and conditioning uh, let's coach, Lauren so. Lando? Look, I'd be stunned – if there aren't significant changes made to the strength and conditioning staff, um, I mean, even just what George Payton said about we're going to take a hard look at that at two different times over from, let's say, week eight across the pond in London on. And then you factor in all the injuries, Zach, and not just this season, but like since he's been the guy and now a new, this isn't just like a, you know, Green behind the years, happy-go-lucky, young head coach coming in that's kind of happy to go along, you know, whatever. No, this is Sean Payton, been around the block, knows what he wants, knows what what works, what doesn't. So I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if there aren't some big changes there.
2: It's got to be Landau or Vince Garcia, the head trainer. I'm interested to go and check out the history of the Saints and, like, their injury history during Payton's uh, 15 years there. I believe they were – Among the healthier teams, I might be wrong about this, but I don't think any team can be hurt worse than the Broncos were this past season, like 25 players on IR. It is unacceptable. It is fireable, and I hope Sean Payton takes charge with that.
1: Mike wants to know, should the Broncos talk to Drew Brees, tell him to come in as an assistant coach under Sean Payton? Um, I'm not sure Drew Brees is looking to grind a -a 12-month-a-year job right now. You know, I don't think so. I don't think so. And not to say they don't need him, but they kind of don't really need him. Exactly. Sean Payton is that whisperer.
2: Yeah, I, I, Drew Brees didn't make Sean Payton. It's the other way around. Sean Payton made Drew Brees. He wasn't the same quarterback in San Diego. He became a lot better when he linked up with Sean Payton. I understand the connection. I believe he's at Purdue, Drew Brees, in some sort of coaching role. I don't see that. I don't see him jumping to the NFL. I'm with Chad chat on that one.
1: Quote, interim assistant coach. What does that even mean, Zach? He's an interim assistant <laughs> coach at Purdue. He's a gopher. Uh hold on. I gotta I gotta see if there's any additional context here.
2: I guess that's like the college version of quality control. It's just it's like an intern.
1: We'll we'll see what happens with his uh NFL or you know, coaching star in general. But MacDog down in Texas. What's up, bro? Good to hey, see you. Thank you, Big Dog. He says I think Peyton will help Russ a lot. What he did with a lot less with Hill, Bridgewater, the Broncos are on the right path with Sean Payton running things. I just hope they don't disappoint me, Broncos for life. I know it's like at a certain point, as excited as everybody is about this, those old doubts, you know, it's called trauma for a reason. All right. When you're traumatized, it has rippling effects into the future. And especially when the trauma is so fresh still. And coming out of this same month last year, it was like Broncos are back, baby. Russell Wilson, you got Aaron Rodgers, two-time MVP, his coordinator in the house. Like, here we go. And and that's what made how bad it was all the worse is because you went from so high, so confident, so optimistic to kaboom. But here's why you shouldn't allow yourself to succumb to those things because Sean Payton has a resume a sample size that you can sink your teeth into. And I know that that was the case with Russ last year, but turns out at least with the caliber of quarterback, Russell Wilson is very dependent on the coaching situation, much more say dependent on that than Peyton Manning, you know, the last really high profile quarterback that was in Denver. So Sean Payton's here. I'm still swinging for the fences. I think this is a, a team that, You know, you should expect about nine wins as as the base level expectation for this team in 2023.
2: I know we all have PTSD over the Hackett disaster and the Russell Wilson experiment last year. We were all hype. I was predicting, you know, maybe divisional champs overtaking Kansas City. Boy, was I wrong and I've been eating crow from week one. Uh, that Seattle loss, but this is different. I feel the tide is genuinely turning this time around. It's a big leap, guys, to go from someone like VJ or Vic to Sean Payton. I mean, we're talking about, like Chad said perfectly earlier, Sean freaking Payton, one of the greatest coaches of this generation, is now leading the Broncos. This is not a first-timer. This is not a gamble. This is a bona
1: fide elite coach. So I'm encouraged. I'm not scared. Church. Rock Chalk saying, hope you get feeling better soon, Zach. Appreciate, Appreciate you. you toughing it out. Yes, sir. Uh, Andre in the house. What's up, bro? Thank you. He says, love the show. I rarely catch it live. Appreciate you. I think if Sean Payton came in with Russ, there's, there'd be good vibes. Um, I think if Payton came in with Russ, there'd be good vibes. Also, I have several rap references. Yes. Okay, So we were talking about this last week. I'm always dropping the the punk rock references. Now you've got someone to riff with. You can send Finally. these these signals now, like I do with the with the punk rock. I have one person on my side, Andre. I appreciate you and hit me with whatever you got, bro. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, and by the way, seeing this throughout the chat, thank you. FC says bridge the uh, close the gap, close, bro. Bridge the gap. But thank you for listening. Appreciate the kind words. Seriously. Um, okay, we're about out of time, so I'm going to rapid fire Zach what we what we've got remaining here. Uh, we got this from Mark. Thank yeah. you, Mark. Uh, James Moss in the house. What's up, bro? Love the Peyton Hire. He says he will not hesitate to pull players or bench him if they aren't playing well, including Russ. Yeah. And that's another thing is like you need a coach with clout who can come in and say, look, Russ, and he'll be listened to. He'll be looked up to by Russ with credibility and respect. Like, look, the, having your own office, not the best thing. Here's why we're going to go ahead and do away with that. You're on board. You bet, coach. And he's a guy, Zach, that has the clout to be able to pull that off.
2: It's not just about Russ, though. I realize that's the most important factor in Sean Payton's hire, but it's not the only factor. There were way too many instances where the inmates ran the asylum, and the epitome of that was that Christmas Day massacre at Los Angeles where Nathaniel Hackett lost control of the team. And before that, when he kowtowed to Melvin Gordon, he was a coward. As a head coach, Sean Payton is not that he'll hold every player accountable in that building while still being relatable and uh, able to sell his culture and his vision to the entire locker room.
1: All right. So we've got a question here from Chase. Thank you, by the way, for the super big dog. He says, sorry if I missed it, but did you discuss Munchak? We have not discussed Mike Munchak uh, tonight. Obviously Broncos have an O line vacancy to fill Um. Pretty sure he has remained in Denver because he came to Denver to be close to the grandbabies and spent last season uh, out of coaching. So might be able to talk him into coming out back to the Broncos, depending on you know what, what you're looking to do. But at the same time, Peyton's former, uh, what's the dude's name? I'll, Rousher. I'll, yes. Former O-line coach just got let go from the Saints. So that makes a lot of sense. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, bring him in. Um, although Munchak, I guess, never say never.
2: I'd rather Peyton uh, handpick the assistants he wants and is familiar with than forcing Mike Munchak on him just because he's Mike Munchak. I I, I might be in the extreme minority, but I feel like Munchak was a tad overrated, and if I remember correctly, you thought the same. I don't mean to out you, Chad, but he has this lore in Denver, kind of like Vic Fangio did as a defensive mastermind, where except for Garrett Bowles, who really got better under Mike Munchak's watch? Not a
1: lot of offensive
2: linemen. So just because Bowles. Butch Berry, just because Butch Berry was terrible, doesn't mean the Broncos have to go hat in hand back to Mike Munchak.
1: Poles is the one shining trophy of the uh, Munchak era in Denver, and uh, but then you know you lose Munchak, and it's like, look, you know, grass isn't always greener. Butch Berry comes in here, torpedoes the whole thing. But I think Sean Payton has pretty good idea what he wants to do there and history with specific assistants who can get that done. And yeah. Um, by the way, Newport news checked in. Love that bro. Hashtag state of being indeed. Look, this is MHH. We're talking generations here. Michaela Israel. This is Michaela's 10 year old son. I'm glad we got Sean Payton. Well, welcome to the, welcome to the chat. That's awesome. Um, okay. Let me see here. Thomas jumping in saying, how can we keep a zero in Denver? Can we, uh, plus or up yeah. his contract, Zach?
2: Yeah, similar to what the Cowboys have done with Dan Quinn. Every year it seems like um, he doesn't get a head coaching job, so they sweeten his contract. So he sticks around. It's either that or talk him into staying and maybe sell him on the idea. Listen, Azero, if you hang around in Denver one more year, you have a good season like you did this past year, you'll probably get a head coaching job, and we want that for you. We want the draft picks as well, but we want you to thrive and be a head coach one day. Other than that, though, if I have to go beyond that, I'm not begging Everett to stick around. He either wants to be here or he doesn't. Simple as that.
1: Yep. The Duchess again throwing down. We love you. Thank, Thank you so you, much, Kayla. Michaela. She says Sean Payton saved New Orleans after Katrina. Now he will save Denver after Hurricane <laughs> Hackett. What a legacy. Nice. And you know what? Again, you guys have heard me say this before, but as someone who has read the Drew Brees biography, um, it's easy to just gloss over, oh, and what he did after Katrina, but you they went through some, obviously we know the city went through hell, but even that team as representatives of New Orleans, they had to go through many sacrifices and situations that were, frankly, um, you have to question competitive integrity of the NFL because of the different depredations they suffered through and where they'd have to practice and like all the different things and just huge respect to Sean Payton. In fact, as I'm talking more about this, I might go back and read those initial, um, a lot of those initial chapters where Drew Brees first crosses past with Sean Payton, just for additional context. And I'll share that with you guys uh, on the podcast, but uh, all right, last one. Then we got to go guys from snowy donkey in the house. Thank you, bro. Do you guys think Javante Williams could be a top 5-10 to running back? Zach, coming off that injury, what do you think?
2: I love Javante as much as anybody else. I don't think he was a top 5 running back before his injury. And he didn't just suffer one torn ligament. He messed his knee up badly. So I want to see if he can even even return to prior form as a top 15 running back before I start talking about him as a top 5 back. But hopefully he gets back soon.
1: Well said. Uh, Also, I don't see it anywhere here. Uh, Shout out to Clayton here on Facebook. Appreciate the stars, bro. Mike Jones. Mike Jones. What's up, dude? Appreciate you. In Nebraska. Dope. Uh, But with that, guys, we're going to dip on out of here. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Garth. Hey, fellas. Hackett is a player's coach, and no doubt Aaron Rodgers loved him because he'd buy any voodoo nonsense Joe Rogan was selling him. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. You're barking up the wrong tree on Joe Rogan because yeah. I'm a huge Joe Rogan fan. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's ancient history, big dog. Thank you for the 11th hour super chat. We love you, Garth. You to me. Yeah,
2: to each their own, Garth. Um, I don't really care about Hackett anymore. He's in New York. I don't care about Aaron Rodgers. He's whoever he's going to be. I'm focused on Russell Wilson and Sean Payton.
1: That, we got a few messages for you guys, and then we got to dip out of here. Don't leave quite yet.
2: That was another amazing episode of the Mile High Huddle podcast. If you're not doing so, please follow us on Twitter at the MHH Pod, the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle, Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and I'll throw. I'm so used to doing it, I'll throw Scott on there anyway. Follow our producer Scout Kennedy on Twitter as well. If you haven't, if you want a hoodie or a hat, anything that we're rocking on a daily basis, go to huddleuppod.com and get your merch on. And also, if you haven't, go to Facebook.com/slash Mile idle Pod, be sure you're liking that page and following that page. And also Apple Podcast. be sure you're leaving your football pre-safe five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every month. But if anything, guys, please, please, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you.
1: You know what I just realized, Zach? We went through this whole stream and didn't really address the title of the stream. Three coaches associated with the Broncos, Sean I Payton. Raucher, Richard, Ro- and
2: Lombardi. But we didn't
1: talk about Lombardi. Did we talk about Lombardi? Nah, we can get into so, that real quick. So real quick, guys, before we dip, Mike Cliss reporting and it makes sense, one of Peyton's longtime offensive lieutenants in New Orleans, who was just fired by the Chargers, uh Joe Lombardi, the grandson of the great, yep. you know what, Mr. Lombardi, um, connected along with Richard and what's the other dude's name? I just spaced it. Rousher. Yes. So Cliss is reporting those guys are in the mix, quote unquote, for jobs in Denver. Don't know yet exactly what each guy is being considered for, but I think it's a pretty safe assumption, at least on Lombardi Zach offensive coordinator. But it could be quarterbacks coach because that's what he served most of his time right. with uh with Peyton in New Orleans with Drew Brees. Was he was Drew Brees' position coach? So. Sorry we took this long. We just got so caught up in the chat that sometimes, you know, we try to stay on point, but you guys take us off on these directions, and that's why we love doing this.
2: Chargers fans hated Lombardi, like Broncos fans hated Hackett or Pat Shermer. But if you're getting him as as OC, you're getting an experienced quarterback coach and uh, a guy who has experience calling plays. The beauty is Sean Payton will be calling his own plays. So we don't have to worry about Joe Lombardi taking on that task
1: that's right guys that's right so much love and respect we got to do our thing but first we got to say shout out to these great supporters on youtube tonight super chat superstars like the lady d throwing down in the 500 club wow seriously love you sam bam the duchess michaela uh gary blah blah taylor christensen Wero rock chalk broncos gary palmer mark ward peter aka geiger gaming adam kern sebastian walker Generation X, Broncos Country, MacDog, Andre F, James Moss, Chase Wellner, Thomas Magnani, uh, Snowy Donkey, uh, Garth Knight, and then on Facebook, these great supporters, Phil throwing down uh, in Tucson, Michael Ronquillo throwing down, Mike Reno, Eric Weber, Charlie Young, Clayton here, and much love and respect, you guys. Can't wait to talk to you on Sunday. And we'll also announce the winners from the uh, January jersey giveaways on YouTube and Facebook plus those of you who left a five-star review for us on Apple podcasts in the month of January, we'll be doing a raffle for that as well. Yeah, I'm going to take some NyQuil and take
2: my behind a bed. Thank you all for tuning in with us tonight. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Sunday. Take care. And
1: as always go Broncos. in the month of January. We'll be doing a raffle for that as well.
2: Yeah, I'm going to take some NyQuil and take my behind a bed. Thank you all for tuning in with us tonight. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Sunday. Take care, and as always, go Broncos.